Are you looking for a safe space to anonymously discuss your sexual health and wellness? Have you been reluctant to seek the advice you need because you're concerned you won't be understood? Well, Blex app is here for you. Blex app is a low-cost mobile app that allows you to chat with skilled professionals about anything related to sex and relationships. You can get the advice you need anytime, anywhere. That means no more making and missing therapy appointments. Blex app. Get the sex and relationship advice you need that is provided with your melanin in mind. Have you been wanting to try new things in the bedroom but aren't really sure where to start? Are you hesitant or skeptical to visit sex stores? If you fit in either of these categories or are just interested in adding to your toy box of goodies, Blexbox is what you need. Blexbox is a curated subscription box with hand-picked sexual wellness products curated with your melanin in mind. Explore new and exciting products without ever leaving your home. It's literally intimacy delivered to your front door. So what are you waiting for? Get your Blexbox subscription now. So, welcome back to Confessions of Millennial Mill. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Ashley. And we are joined today by Tatiana King. And we're going to discuss a lot today. This month is May. And right now is what? The second? Is the second. Yeah. So it is mental health awareness. It's international masturbation, masturbation month. month. So it's gonna be a lot of funky topics. Y'all know that's all I've been into lately. You so. know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just saying, we're gonna do a little pause check here. We do pause checks at the beginning of every episode. Just kind of check in, see how we're feeling. So. Yeah. So, how was yours? So, this week was kind of stressful. Um, you know, as you know, we both wanted to quit our jobs this week. That is correct. Like, it was just, just too much. <laughs> too much. Like, you know what? Do we need this job? <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, we the got stimulus kids. told us over? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we need them. My week has been, I work from home. We'll be both working from home. So, I'm working from home with my three-year-old son here. Um, Yeah. It's been a very long week, but and I have two, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so oh, yeah, you can only imagine, right? And I work in mortgages, so you know, you know, everything's going on. Everyone's refinancing, and I can never eat lunch without doing work. So stressful. It's a long week. How was your week? It's been really busy. Um, yesterday, I spoke at the fifth annual NYC Alt Sex Conference, and it's basically a conference that speaks on alternative sexualities, polyamorous couples, kink, and BDSM. So that was pretty interesting, speaking at that conference. Well, it was virtual, obviously, because of the pandemic, but it was nice seeing all the different interesting topics. And then later last night, I went on Instagram Live with one of my favorite sex therapists, Colby uh, I keep forgetting how to pronounce her last name, but we also did a live Q&A about kink and BDSM, so it's been very busy lately, but it's been I a pretty good that. week. But that's good. You know, you, you can't, you're not losing it in the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not, you're not bored. <laughs> um, tell the listeners and the viewers a little bit about yourself. I know you're a sex educator, you're a sex blogger, you're a future sex therapist, like, 
give them the whole seal. Yes. Okay. So, man, where do I even begin? Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> sit. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I first realized that I wanted to become a sex therapist when I was on, I was just scrolling through YouTube and looking at random BuzzFeed videos because, you know, when you go on BuzzFeed, you can't just look at one video. You have to watch at yeah. least five up to 10. And then you notice that you're on YouTube for about an hour. And then on the right hand corner of my screen, I saw a video that said a day in the life of the sexologist. And I was like, what in the world is a sexologist? So I clicked in the video <laughs> and then it showed um, a woman named Dr. Jill McDevitt and her journey as a sexologist. She has in-home parties that she um, hosts at different people's houses, um, lingerie parties. She gives online coaching to people. So it was basically a nice video showing how she became a sexologist and what it is and providing a lot of classes for people about different topics pertaining to sexuality. And then it was like, I had an epiphany. I'm like, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. So then I went to UNC Greensboro and I got two bachelor's degrees in psychology and Spanish, but I noticed in North, thank you. I noticed in North Carolina, they don't have many universities that even have any degrees in sex. So for grad school, which I start next week at Widener University in Pennsylvania, I'll be doing the dual master's program in social work and human sexuality. So that'll be really exciting. Did you have to move there for that? Mm -hmm. I moved here about a week ago to Ooh. Philadelphia. Yeah. So I'm, How I'm really you excited. Move in, in the pandemic? pandemic. Like, I you, that? It, it was a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the stores up here and closed, and I didn't. I didn't bring a U-Haul with all my furniture and stuff. I just figured. Um, I, I at first I figured, okay, I'll just buy the furniture when I get up there. But it had been months. Like, I think it was last year when I signed up to be at this apartment complex. So you know, back then, obviously, I wasn't thinking ahead in the future. I didn't know that this pandemic was going to. Right. happened so yeah <laughs> I had to order my furniture and my parents came up here and set it up they're actually in the living room right now <laughs> and um yeah <laughs> hey parents hi <laughs> <laughs> but um it was it was a struggle at first but I, it's coming together now okay all right so let's jump on into the truth two truths and a lie do you need time, some time to think about yours or you got them ready Oh, yeah, I need some time to think about it. <laughs> you um, <laughs> yeah, you can, y'all can okay. go first. So think. I'll go first. So, okay, hold on. Do you need to go first? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> like, do I need to write this down? I was getting messed up, like, which one is the truth, which one is the lie? Okay, so, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my, because you do do that. We played this game before, and she did that before. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, you are telling us. You are you asking me yours. So, um, okay, so I used to model, I love anal sex, and I've been to jail. Dang, all three of those are good. Um, <laughs> dang. Uh, One of those is the lie, though, like, for real. <laughs> I've done that before, too, where I said something, I was sure. <laughs> One of them is the lie, I know the So I get the guess right that. now? Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. you can go. You can go first, and she gonna draw. I think going to jail—that's probably the lie. What do you think? The lie is that you like anal. 
Yeah, I hate anal. That's not happening. <laughs> 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 Nothing is supposed to touch that. I got an interesting story about that, actually. I just received an anal douche from a company. It's um, Future... Man, I got to look it up at some point later in this podcast so I can say what it is. But I got an anal douche from a company, and I'm supposed to do a sponsored post for it. And I feel like this is going to help me get over my fear of anal sex because I'm like, I'm always thinking, how in the world does your butthole get lubricated enough for that? I just can't wrap my head around that. I'm always afraid of the poop stories. Yes! (laughs) So that's never happened. That's never happened to me. I've done anal like twice. And I was really drunk, and I had like some, I done it, but some tingly no. lube, and that was the only way I could, like if I don't have that tingly lube, and if I don't have like libations, it's not happening. No, like it's just no. The two times I did it, I just was too free for a few days back then. <laughs> I couldn't deal. Mm-mm, I'm just too scared. I don't. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> Like I was young and just just free. I was way more free than I am now. I'm just not doing it. Yeah, gotta have some tingly lube and lots of alcohol. Okay, so my two yes. truths said a lie. I have been to all fifty states. I have been with a girl, and I have shit <laughs> three tattoos. <laughs> The first one is a lie. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. I was like, wait, what? I was like, damn, now what do I say next? (laughs) Okay, Okay, your turn. (laughs) Okay. um... Dang, I should have been thinking about it. Okay, I'll come up with (laughs) I am afraid of spiders. Okay. I almost got stuck in Europe before, and I, <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> Like, it seems so easy, but it is it, hard. It really is. And I've gotten in a fist fight before. So I'm afraid of spiders. I almost got stranded in Europe, and I've gotten into a fist fight before. I think the lie is the fight. I don't know. <laughs> she looks like you, you try me. I'm a fight. <laughs> um, I think you the lie. Hmm. I don't think you're afraid of spiders. I am actually deathly afraid of spiders. <laughs> I so ugly and creepy, but the the true lie is what you guessed. I've actually never been in a fist fight before, but I oh. have also. I also um, nearly got stuck in Europe because I traveled there for a sex conference recently and then everything was getting canceled because that was kind of like the start of the coronavirus spreading into Europe and America. So then that was also when Trump announced the travel ban and yeah, I was in London at the time and I was going to fly to Ireland, but then American Airlines, they weren't contacting me when I told them about possibly changing my flight to come back home earlier, oh, and my dad really had to pull some strings to get me back to America, but I, I was almost stuck there. Well, thank, thank you, Dad. Thank right. you, Dad. He saved the day. I would have had a damn conundrum. Parents always come through. I would have been <laughs> 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 
me and all of my stuff. But, but it's funny. <laughs> I've never, I've never actually been in a fist fight either. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a person, but. <laughs> But you know, sometimes people just try it, you know. But you, know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so since you know it's masturbation moms, it's yes health awareness. You know, everybody should be practicing their masturbation tips. This mom, we yes, I love that Kelly that she sent me last I night. Know. I actually <laughs> did day one yesterday, and I'm like, yes. day two today. Yeah, the calendar literally gives you something to do every day. So yeah, and I love it. So we're gonna just ask you a couple questions to get our listeners. A little bit more privy to things that they can do while they're in a pandemic, things that they can do just in general of their little like, I don't want to masturbate, you know, get them there. So you kind of told us how you got started in the field and, you know, why you were interested. Tell us a little bit more about what you do with Flex. Well, partially, I create blog posts for them because through mm-hmm. the app, they do have articles that speak on all different topics of sexuality from masturbation to how black people can get interested in the kink community and BDSM to all kinds of relationship types. So part of it is me writing stories for them on their blog. And then another part of it is being a Blex coach where I provide one-on-one coaching for people and it's via a text service. So if anyone has specific sexual dilemmas, they can text me and I can kind of guide them through that process and also provide resources for them. Nice. Cool. So how did you even, like, I know how I found Black. I was like, Tiff, you gotta look. But <laughs> how, how did you even get in contact with them to even, like, let me just be their blogger and their Black coach? Their Instagram is what stood out to me because usually you don't see a lot of resources that are specifically de- dedicated to Black people and other people of color. So that's one thing that really stood out for me because I feel like as a black woman, specifically with sexuality, people like me get put on the back burner. We don't really get into that intersection of race and sexuality. So that mostly is what stood out to me when I was kind of looking through their Instagram page. The same for us. Like you, you don't hear about a lot of companies, you know, targeted towards the black community when it comes to sex. And like you said, kink. So you know, we were drawn to it, you know, for the same reason. I like Blacks because they're very transparent. And oh, yeah, they keep it real. Keep it a completely a buck, a hundred, yes. you know, whatever you want to say. And mm-hmm. they are, like you said, they just literally cater to us, and it is rare. Like, we have a few magazines, you know, other publications that do it, but it's like for February, or they're doing it. <laughs> like, they're doing it. They're doing it because they got a new writer and she's black or he's black. Like, it's, that's it. It's right, like, yeah. Like, let me go reach out to my homegirl and she's going to understand me because we're the same. <laughs> so I think that's So definitely, you know, we're happy that you do that because you're contributing to helping us. <laughs> um, all of us. <laughs> we right. So um, are there like stats on like the percentage of black women who masturbate as opposed to, you know, those who don't or who never have? You know what? I'm actually not sure. I um, I feel like even in sexual research, they kind of don't, they don't really go in depth. Yeah, they don't target us. They kind of just have the same white, heterosexual, yeah. you know, that kind of demographic. So I, yeah. I really would love to know the statistics if I can 
do my research on it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, any. like we were looking and we couldn't find anything. So we were like, well, ask her, maybe she knows. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you're doing it regionally, but each region has multiple races. So what the hell? But <laughs> right. we, aren't, we aren't included in those study groups. Like, it was just like United States. Taiwan. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Okay. So, okay. do you think that age plays a factor in who wants to masturbate? Do you think like, you know, more elders, more younger people? What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I definitely think people at a younger age, specifically around three to five, that's when they start exploring their bodies. So on one end, it's definitely younger people because they're kind of just taking the time to figure themselves out and they don't really right. know what they're doing, but they know that, you know, whatever they're doing, it feels good. So right. that's part of the angle because a lot of younger people are coming into that age of exploration. And then definitely, I think around teenage or early adults, you know, when that stress starts to hit and some people, when they're stressed, they self-pleasure. And that's a great way to have self-care over your body <laughs> by masturbating. And shoot, even even older adults, I would definitely think masturbate. So everybody's doing it. Pretty <laughs> much everybody. I was reading, I can't even remember where I thought. It might have been WebMD or a psychology today, something like that, but where it's healthy for them to mm -hmm. like older people to masturbate, to, especially older women for their estrogen levels and things like that. So that makes sense. I thought it was a weird. Like, I, mean, I, was weird but I just like, I think I'm my grandma, and I'm like, this is just fucking weird. But <laughs> I like thinking about like, your uh, like, it, just, like it just <laughs> immediately just kind of fucked me up. But, right. uh, but it's true. But still, it's weird. Okay, so for women who are mothers or they're just super busy, they have 50 million things going on, but they're human, they have sexual urges like everyone else. What are some tips you can give them to, especially like if they're single, what are some tips you can give them if they are wanting to masturbate and they're like, when the hell do I even have the time? And if I'm a mom, what am I gonna do it if my children are like in my damn face? Like, what, what do you so like they do? Scheduled so that they have that time or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think of the most time. convenient time that you can if your kid is at school and maybe if you're working home, then, well, shoot, it's around the pandemic now, so I'm assuming that your kids could be home with you. I, yeah, I would do your best to be sneaky about it, and maybe while they're taking a nap, that could be your yeah. time, and you could even be watching a movie that gets, <laughs> yeah, you could be watching a movie that gets you in the mood, and then kind of just go ahead and, and go into that sexy time while your kid is taking a nap, and Maybe you can distract them by cooking a meal for them. When they're eating, they're probably not going to bother you at around that time while they're eating. Yeah, so so while they're, they're you know, grubbing on that food, <laughs> you can just take them, cook them. That's the time for you to go upstairs in your room and then do what you need to do, take care of yourself, and then go back downstairs like nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. And Mommy is back. So to piggyback off of that, we see a lot of women in media, especially like, for sure Tyler Perry, not Tyler Perry movies, but like movies where it's like a, a lawyer, she's a black woman, or she's just a bored meeting, whatever, and she'd be stressed out, and then she'll go <laughs> masturbate in her room, in her little office, her cubicle, whatever. Typically, she gets walked in on, that's how it always goes, but. Of course, her, yeah. <laughs> like, it never fails, like, she can never tell her piece, but, um, 
what are your thoughts on why like most boss ladies or boss bitches just masturbate like they never have actual sex like they like what are your thoughts on why that is it's like a toss-up for them or is, that's or a good question or do you feel like it's something that comes from them being they're in control all the time so maybe i can control this and yeah, that's a good i don't even want to deal with him or her <laughs> <laughs> actually agree i think usually in those particular archetypes of the you know the boss bitch woman she loves to take control over her body and everything that's going on in her life so i think she knows how to get it done so she's taking control of her own body and figuring out what works for her so i think that is part of it being strong and independent not really needing a man to take care of those needs for you she has it so i think that is a lot that has a lot to do with it do you think it's healthy, though? Mm. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it's healthy like if that is genuinely what you prefer. Um, I think with some people, they probably do want sex, but they just, they kind of feel like they're stuck because they want to be that independent woman and they really, they just don't want a man, so they kind of don't allow themselves to put themselves out there to get a man or another woman or whoever. So I think it's healthy if that's genuinely what you want to do. But if you do want to explore with other people, then you should definitely put yourself out there and see how that goes. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the jewels here. But we're in a pandemic right now, so it's not much I can do. But have I have a that you say that because with the whole six feet away, that is a perfect segue into mutual masturbation. Oh, yeah. okay. This is juicy. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, you know, this, we're going deep here. We're going to learn all about the masturbation for the month of May because we have, what, 30 days, 31 days? Yeah. So, we got yeah. that time. <laughs> so, for for couples who are, for instance, long distance, or maybe somebody's a doctor, and I just don't feel comfortable with him coming home because he is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand. I don't feel comfortable with him being near me. But we miss each other. So first, explain to listeners exactly what it is, and then ways to achieve that. Well, mutual masturbation is basically pleasuring yourself in front of your partner and it could also be extended to actually jacking each other off or fingering each other just in the presence of each other and kind of using your hands to manually stimulate each other at the same time so you could either be touching yourself or touching your partner as well and how to achieve that well I'll give it the pandemic remix because a lot of people they, right. kinda, they can't really be you know in the presence of each other right now but you could get on facetime skype or whatever as you virtually have your video for the other person and you can kind of just start with rubbing some coconut oil on your body you know be a little sexy pose in front of the right. screen and then really just do anything you do when you're normally masturbating, you know, stimulate your nipples and then go down your chest, go to your vagina and then just rub everywhere and do that in front of your partner. Cause I feel like, I feel like, you know, some people think it's kind of awkward cause it is a very private thing to right. masturbate. Typically, even when we're young, we kind of learn that, you know, our bodies are disgusting and we're not supposed to be touching it. And, you know, if you do it, right. make sure your door's locked cause you know, you don't <laughs> want to be caught by your parents. 
So right. I, I understand the hang up and the embarrassment around it, but I mean, it's really hot. Once you really get into it, it's so really like, nice seeing other people do it. I feel like I could do it in person, but the whole video thing kind of freaks me out. Like, but I feel if you can sex, you can like, yeah, but I don't, it, it just freaks me out. So like, I, I'll do like, risque photos i'll do i'll do photos but not like full photos like i just i don't like the whole digital thing like, girl i'm a gifter okay <laughs> i will send you 75 freaking gifts <laughs> well, that's a good idea too though like if we're at work and like well this is before we had to see each other again <laughs> but when we were going to work and like we probably both had a bad day or our son has been like taking way too much of our time and we forgot we both exist no. i'm gifting back to back <laughs> back to back mm -hmm. i'm human is is that so time. you ever send like actual body pics no because you're gonna get home and you just want to see me <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, like before we got together we was in college and when we, when we would like first of our day we facetime and like i mean i just didn't look crazy but <laughs> That didn't last long because then we were living together. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, so if I'm on FaceTime with him, I, like, flash or, like, you know, lift my dress up or something like that. But, like, as far as, like, whole video masturbation, I don't think I could do that. But, like, you know, we sex. Like, I, I found out last night I could be a whole erotic fiction writer, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, tell me more about that. <laughs> you know what I'm so about three weeks ago, I've been, I've been dating, and so about three weeks ago, um, he was like, uh, you know, I think you should stop using your rechargeables for 60 days. And so I'm like, I don't think I could do 60, but maybe we can start with 30. So I haven't used a rechargeable in about three weeks now. And so we kind of cut off all sexting for three weeks. So we've just been talking to each other. So last night, he had a couple drinks in his system, and you know... He's like, let's role play. And so I'm like, how the fuck are we supposed to role play through text message? But okay. Send it up. No, I was told you I turned into a whole erotic fiction Every writer. Time you felt like he won't understand it. Give it up. No, he understood. There was no room. There was no room for me oh. to <laughs> So he's like, he's like, um, this is really bad but he was trying to make light of everything that's going on so he's like okay you have a family member who is deathly ill with the corona and i'm the doctor who has the cure what are you going to do for the cure there is nothing wrong with that because there is coronavirus porn don't ask me how i know but it's there oh Continue. there have been i think there have been up to nine million searches for coronavirus porn yeah. so people are really into that lately you, you know that. Um, so, yeah. i'm like okay now, so at first I was like, so how do I do this? Like, is this like a back and forth conversation type of thing? Because like, that's kind of how sexing usually goes. But then I'm like, no, I got to take this to the next level. So like, there was full background details. Like, she had on this. Like, <laughs> it turned into a whole hour long thing. And it was great. And I really think I have a future in erotic fiction. <laughs> okay, look at you. But I feel like that builds the tension, though, when you're actually yeah. reading that stuff. Because then you can imagine it. And then... You know, it yeah, just so gets you turned on. About it today, we talked about it today, and he's like, I could legit picture everything that you were saying. And like I told you before, like, he's he's really imaginative. He, he writes me poetry and stuff, so like, you know, that he has to like. So that's his temperament. So like, it was, it was fun. Do you feel like your love language is words of affirmation? 
I, I like all all of I, I'm all of the, the love languages. I need <laughs> gifts. I need affection. I need touch. I need all of them. <laughs> I, okay. But I do I, like I think I am. I like gifts as far as like the poetry that he yeah. sends me and stuff like that. So like we connect on not just a physical level but an intellectual level. And so that's yeah. where I think like the the big connection is with him. Like because. You can have, you mentally. Right, he, he stimulates me mentally. Like, I couldn't do this with the kids there. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I think so. that's what it was when I met Rob. Like, I, well, since we're talking about that. But <laughs> when I, when he I. stimulate you mentally. Yeah, but we, so it's funny because I'm going back to school next month for sex education. Oh, congratulations. And, well, thank you. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous because it's been what? Three years, yeah. So, but you know, going back in, but <laughs> like I have my son, and I really, I originally wanted to take the clinical route when I graduated. So I didn't, I really didn't know. But I did, you know, being a mom and just learning myself, I was like, I'm a sex education. I disclosed to Tiffany that I didn't start masturbating until <laughs> until after I had a kid. <laughs> oh, so wow. she was like, how the fuck just <laughs> go that long? <laughs> And I was, like, like, I was like, one of the teenagers who was doing like, like, I mean, yeah, like, I knew I had, a, like, a little clitoris or whatever. Like, I would touch down there, but it wasn't on my fancy. And I mean, I think, <laughs> like, I think I also, because I was having sex. So I think I was just like, I had sex when I feel like it, and it just goes from my mind. So when I became a mom, and I had to do, like, once my, I was cleared, and we were just so busy, but I'm like, I'm used to having to learn sex yourself. all the fucking time. So... <laughs> what I'm supposed to do because I feel it <laughs> and sleep <laughs> or I feel it and I got a pump <laughs> I really like that though because I feel like well I mean I don't know from personal experience because I don't have a kid but I can only imagine that afterwards you kind of do have to relearn yourself as a mother yeah. because I feel like once you have kids people assume that your life is all about your kids and I mean to a certain yeah. extent it is but you still are a sexual being you still like to have sex. You still like to masturbate. You still like to do all those fun things. So yeah. your sexual life doesn't end after you have kids. It, in a way, it's almost a rebirth of your sexual life. Oh it my is. God. Like I literally, my mom and I talk about way too much. Sidebar. <laughs> but her and I were discussing, ironically, this. And I was telling her, like crazy thing, like I didn't have my first orgasm until after I had my son. So, oh, I was okay. Because I'm like, I didn't have sex with all these fucking people. And, they were like, <laughs> and I, it wasn't a hundred or nothing, but it was more than enough that I should have gotten rid of all of them. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, what the hell? I just popped out a kid. Now I'm having one What the hell have I been doing all that time? I'm wasting my time. <laughs> but I was discussing with her, like, it's so crazy because <laughs> I can see how mothers can get postpartum because they have that mindset like I'm just a mom I'm just a mom I'm just a mom I'm just a mom because I had it and it really took me to be like and Tiffany did too like it really took us both to just be like okay oh, no, who up. was I before I had this baby I had to get your daddy to make you so who the <laughs> hell was I before I got him <laughs> so, right like relip now that's true like you really have to learn yourself you it, really it, have to it really understand. is a rebirth of yourself so masturbating and learning your sexy again learning how to buy lingerie for that new mommy bod it yeah it does all come yeah. into play so do you have like a per 
particular toy or anything that you like to use or are you more hands-on? I am honestly more hands-on, but the way I do it is probably, I feel like it's more common than people like to admit. I'm more of a rubber. I like the rubbing sensation rather than me just sticking my fingers up there. I just never really like that, but I like to like literally have the palm of my hand and then rub myself against the palm of my hand. And that's how I do it, me personally. Nice massage. Yeah. Yeah, like a massage. She's telling me that toy has been a long time. <laughs> I just couldn't wrap my head around the fact that it wasn't a dick. Like I just, it just was just not, like it didn't have a pulse. Really? So I'm just like, what the hell? So I, had, like, I went, like, I was serious. Like, it had to have some heat to it because, I mean, it don't got a pulse, but at least it's warm. It's not a freezing cold. <laughs> feel yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. But yeah, I rather be sensitive. Like, I just, I mean, I own it. I like toys. I like toys. I mean, I like, I pay for it. I like it, but <laughs> this is my first choice. No. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not thinking. Much. And so that's why this whole 30-day thing is kind of rough, so. Yeah, I have, I'm using Ooh, that's a very good question. I think 
me personally, if you've ever heard of a specific sex conference, then you guys should travel to that conference because you will meet a lot of different people who are interested in a lot of different kinks that you can kind of visualize and then start up a conversation with your partner and say, hmm, I like that or hmm, that's kind of weird. What do you think about it? And spe specifically a conference called Exotica, the Exotica Expo, they have it four times a year, usually okay. in Chicago, New Jersey, where are the other locations? Florida, and I think they're having it in DC. I mean, it's probably gonna get postponed until next year because of everything <laughs> going on. But if you can travel to any of those locations for the Exotica Expo, you will see a lot of different kinks, a lot of different people in the adult industry who are signing autographs and having performances on the stage. And there are educational seminars for people who are in the sexuality field. So there is a lot going on at conferences like that where you can introduce it to your partner and have a conversation about it, whether you guys end up doing it or not, at least you're exposed to it. Right. And are able to have that open dialogue about it. What mm -hmm. do you think some of the stigmas are for like say those couples that's like I'm we do that all the time. We kink any kink we trying it. What do you think some of the stigmas are just against couples who are interested in things of that nature? I think the stigma goes even further than the couple in general. I think anything pertaining to sexuality, unfortunately, has an inherent stigma behind it. But or is, anyway, it, it kind of depends on what, how you are brought up and where you are. But let's take America, for example. I used to live in the South in North Carolina, and you know it's very religious. So a lot right. of things pertain to sexuality. So we, we oh, okay, so y'all know, y'all know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a church girl, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. So anything of that nature is kind of frowned upon, and because it's looked at as deviant and not normal. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. kind of the stigma, not necessarily the committed relationship part, but what people do in those relationships pertaining to kink and sexuality. So do you think that's why a lot of couples who are into those things are not open about, you know, why, you know, these are what, what we do? Oh, definitely. I think, because once they put it out there, then people comment on it. And most of the people who comment don't really understand it. So I think that is a lot of the reason why couples who are really open about their sexuality and their sexual behavior and practices together, they kind of keep it inside unless they're with other people who are interested in that too, then it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we yeah, can talk like, about it. Found your community. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, so it's funny, it's like a human. <laughs> Sorry. So um, it's funny that, you know, you were talking about the whole community. So when we went to see Horrible Decisions Live, which was in DC. <laughs> oh we went, my gosh, that, y'all are so lucky. I wanted to see them. They oh, are amazing. <laughs> we went to the DC show. So this story is so funny. It's never going to stop being funny. So we go to the show. It's at the Howard Theater. I've been to DC all the time, but I've never been to the Howard Theater. I was for once, like a margarita march. So by the time I got to the Howard Theater, which was the end, I was like, Bro. so that was my first time going there, you know, sober and sitting down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, Tiff, we got to get there. I, don't, I think the seating's like free range, but I don't know. <laughs> so we get there, and of course, it is free range, but it's packed. So we sit down, and Tiff and I are in the middle of people. So we're sitting together, but on the one end of her, it's just two it's girls. On me and so you're basically like, oh. cramped. On the end of me is a couple, though, an African-American couple. So, 
And I was trying to gauge this is like their first date or like <laughs> an early stage of the relationship or they were like a couple. Mm-hmm. I wasn't confident. So the show goes on, like the show was bomb. The um their guest was Sir Dash. So he was doing like bondage. And uh I think that was it, right? Mm-hmm. There was like the rest of the stuff was just them. <laughs> so it got to bondage. This is what I got confused if they are like a couple or if they're dating. Because he starts asking her a lot of questions. But every question he somehow brings me in. Like he wants my opinion too. <laughs> she got broke up. Oh, they, they, so, they were trying so to take her out. They wanted it in their unicorn. Like I'm convinced. So, oh, probably. <laughs> so, and you know, these things really do stuff like that. Like, they have sex clubs and everything because one of, the, I think one of the girls that came on stage or whatever, yeah, was she, like, was from there. she was from DC. The, the girl he was actually tying up was from the area and has, was telling people, you know, like, if you're into um, BDSM, if you're into, you know, want to become a unicorn, there's sex clubs here. So, the girl that's on the date is like, yeah, I know her. I think she, she used to do my hair. But yeah, I know she into that stuff. So, I'm like, she's just getting weird as well. So, <laughs> We leave. <laughs> the show's over because they've been flirting with me the whole show. I'm telling Tiff like, stay close to me. Stay. But the girlfriend is not really interested in she's none of this not, stuff. She's not, but she's really saying, saying yes. But, it, but it's apparent that she's willing to please this man. Like she's a, she's not into any of the things she's saying. But she, I guess she could tell that he <laughs> likes me and she just want to please him. So get to the bathroom. Why is she standing behind Tiffany and I in the bathroom line? I'm like God. <laughs> so she's like, hey um, girl. I'm just like, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> Because that show, you know, they're a wild pod. And oh, yeah. they are, they're trying to link people up because they've done it before in other lives. So, that, so I guess he heard it and she heard it and they were like, you know what, this is our chance. They were trying to get her. <laughs> I'm like, no, ma'am. Wow. I that stuff, but I don't want to be anyone's unicorn. I want to have a unicorn. I don't want to be the unicorn. There's a tutor story. Yeah, some couple has actually tried to make me their third before because I was at this event at a sex shop and it was like kind of like a speed dating event, but I wasn't yeah. aware of the at the time that it was a speed dating event. So um, I was just sitting down and a man approached me with a note and it said, my girlfriend and I think you're hot and it had a number below it and it said, please call us sometime. And then by the time I looked up, he was already kind of away in the distance. I think he was buying something and I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't really tell what he looked like, but right. I was like, um, you know, okay, I just, I'll call him anyway or text him just to see how things go. Cause I'm like, I don't know what they want. Well, I, I assumed I knew what they want, but I'm like, you know, whatever, let's just see how this goes. Right. So I text the number and it was evident that the guy was so much more interested in having a threesome <laughs> than the girl was like, he put us in a group chat together. And he was like, yeah, let's just have like a sexy FaceTime together just to, you know, to get further acquainted. And the girlfriend wasn't really saying that much. And then he was even texting yeah. me on the side alone, along with the group chat. And I'm like, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not really comfortable <laughs> with this. Cause it seemed like he was so into it. And then the girlfriend, right. just, you know, she was kind of, I think just like you said, she was kind of more so wanting to please her boyfriend rather than yes. actually trying to have a threesome. And I was like, nah, I, I can't. And he was blowing up my phone after a while. And I'm like, I just cannot do this. I'm sorry. I'm like, I like your girlfriend more than I like you. Like, oh my God. Like, I actually they, like they her more. Don't get me wrong, but 
I had she a boyfriend. They were a cute couple together. Something like that. She wasn't. Though. But she she was my type. Like <laughs> if I were to ever like have a uniform female, she's gonna be like a girly girl like me. She's I could tell she was dressed up, but I could tell she wasn't a girly girl. Yeah, she like, was kind of grandma. Like she wasn't. She just it like, wasn't her scene. She looked like that's <laughs> something that he probably listened to that pod and she came with him. Because it was a date. Oh, okay. Something about her different. Some because he was really involved. Like he kept asking me questions, and I'm like answering them, just being bubbly and nice. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, unknowingly becoming the unicorn. These are all the sex questions, and I'm apparently giving him all the answers he like. I can just imagine you right now being like, uh, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> I kept so I've been taking it too far. I can't with me. I don't really think that's what I think with her, with him more than her, but they're flirting with me. But I do. So yeah. So yeah. Because it, you know, Tim and I had a conversation. We had on the last episode where I disclosed to her that I'm, once this pandemic's over, I'm not doing it now because it's the unicorn may get attached. But we're going to... <laughs> We're going, my boyfriend and I, this is more for me than him, but whatever. We're going to have a unicorn. I don't care. It's, it it could be like a one-time thing. So, you know. So, do you have suggestions for her and her search for a unicorn? But, you know. Hmm, my suggestion. It would be really communicate with your boyfriend beforehand of what kind of terms you have. Like, do you want to have a unicorn where you go on a few dates before and kind of feel them out or do you want to be with someone who you know for a fact you will never see again like let's say you're traveling maybe to a sex conference or another horrible decisions event and then you yeah, see someone and you're like okay I want to hook up with you but I don't want to see you again just because I don't know maybe you don't want to make things awkward that would be my yeah. suggestion just really talk with your boyfriend about what your expectations are going into this okay yeah I'm like I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm a little nervous though, but <laughs> I, you know, I have friends that do that. They don't do like her partner isn't physically there. He prefers her to meet the girl and be and they record it and he just watches it. But I'm like, oh. I'm like is, when she was telling me, I'm like, that is some spicy stuff there, man. I know. I mean, that's <laughs> different. I like it. <laughs> Sure, I may do it and be like, this is like no bueno, not doing it again. But, but you gotta do it. But I gotta do it. Like I'm just like, it was something I had my mindset on, then I got pregnant and I just let it go. But I'm never letting it go until it happens. <laughs> like, I'm into the bondage and the the BDSM. Like tie me up, spank mm-hmm. me, blindfold me. You know, I'm into that kind of stuff. But now that threesome shit is for the birds. No, thank you. So for her, you know, cinch. What would you talk? What would you explain to her about BDSM? Like, what would be some tips that she could to get into it to ease her way into it? Not yeah, so, yeah, so not Fifty Shades of Grey. Or something I've never, too. I've never been with a partner <laughs> who was okay with it, and so I've never been oh. able to dive into what I'm interested in. Hmm. I think. Well, first, you should kind of dabble into more beginner toys, like like a paddle because then you don't really there isn't too much technique with the paddle like if if you like to get spanked then having a paddle in his hand isn't going to make too much of a difference you kind of just use that tool to spank you 
and then you kind of experiment with how hard you want him to go and then also a riding crop if you've ever seen that it's kind of like it's almost like a long stick with a small shape at the end but mm -hmm. it stings after a while more than a paddle does but that's another okay. good beginner toy because it's kind of the same as using your hand there isn't too much technique you kind of just you know spank until well really until you don't feel like being spanked anymore <laughs> but kind of like go into those beginner sex toys for bdsm and then explore that way kind of ease your way into it okay okay so a lot of people to go back into a little bit about masturbation a lot of people don't know that it's really good for your mental health and mm -hmm. keep you sane so a lot of people just say it as completely sex, you get your rocks off and that's it, but it, it really benefits you. So speaking of mental health, I know with the pandemic, like I was reading your article in Exonico and how you were telling people like, get control of your sex life. If you want to try something new, let's do it. But this is something <laughs> that you can do to keep yourself from freaking losing it because you're home. Wherever state you live at, you're going to be home for God knows how long. So a lot of people, like I know, Tiffany and I both have anxious moments sometimes. So, I mean, we're home with our children, so that probably contributes to it. But, um, <laughs> but, but I know there's some people, like, it's just them. <laughs> them and their roommate, them and their spouse or whatever. And that's something they battle all the time, being depressed, being anxious. So what are some things that you feel they can possibly do to try to maintain that healthy balance mentally? Whether it's, you know... Or what are some things they can get into to maintain a healthy balance, whether they're depressed or anxious? For me personally, I mean, this may seem a little strange, but I kind of like to look at videos of cute, adorable pet cats on YouTube. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> I think... You should see my What are they, fainting goats? Have you seen those? Uh-uh. But I mean, I'll look, her, I'll look that up later and see. Look them up. It'll make you laugh. Thanks and go. Yeah. I think part of it is doing things that kind of take you back to how happy you were as a kid. Like doing really silly and things that may people may seem or people may think of as, you know, quote unquote stupid or silly. Go back to those fun times, something that'll make you laugh. Even if it's just watching a comedy show to... I don't know, take your mind off of serious things for a few seconds, or if it is going on YouTube and looking at cute videos of kittens, something that'll balance that serious part and, you know, have a more happy or comedic aspect of your life. That personally helps me. Okay. Okay. What do you think there's things like they can avoid or not try to indulge in because they're home? Oh yeah, sense. definitely stay off of the news. Um, you can, yeah, of course, stay updated enough to where you know what's going on in your surroundings, but don't <laughs> overflow your mind with things in the news because information is changing rapidly and a lot of things that you see in the news may not even be true and a lot of things are also changing. Like, I remember at one point they said, don't buy masks because people in the medical field are going to need that. And now where I am in Pennsylvania, master required you cannot leave the house without it so oh, wow. i just i wouldn't over flood your mind with the news right now but yeah, watch it enough to where you know what's going on but not too much 
Yeah, when this all first started, I was watching the news like all day, every day. And then like after Me week too. two, I was like, oh my goodness, no, I have to stop. And mm-hmm. so I didn't watch it at all for like a whole week. And then people were talking about stuff and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. And so now I just watch the news on Mondays at two o'clock when the governor talks. And on Fridays, you know, yeah. Friday evenings, just to know like what happened all week. So I just watch the news twice a week now. I don't even watch the five o'clock news anymore. Like <laughs> I hear the governor on Mondays and the five o'clock news on Fridays and that's it. That's a damn because I know if it's something important, I'm gonna find out <laughs> on Instagram or Facebook. If it's that deep, Instagram or Facebook are definitely gonna tell me. Because the news was stressing me out. Was, I just can't. Like literally, they had me so freaking damn confused on what to do. I literally went to Walmart for the first time yesterday in a month, okay? And I <laughs> They got me scared to breathe my own damn air. <laughs> <laughs> like, we legit have been hermits throughout this whole thing. Like, I've been to her house and food line, and that's I'm it. Not, like, like, I love these Instacart. It. So, when this happened, I'm about, to, I'm about to show everyone what Instacart can do. You talk all this shit. All y'all are confused. I know every nook and cranny of Instacart. So, I have, we would never go hungry here. But I went wow. to, I had to get some electronics, and I had to go in there. And that's like the Jeremy's place of Walmart. <laughs> so, <laughs> My heart, my chest was so damn tight when I got to that section. <laughs> I was like, I gotta hurt me, but I gotta get the hell out. Because I can see the job. Like, I was fucking losing it. <laughs> so I have a question for both of you. Um, how do you think your libido, or how does your libido change when you're stressed? Do you find that you're more interested in sex when you're stressed to use that as a coping mechanism? mechanism or do you feel like your libido goes all the way down and you don't even think about sex when you're stressed so for me being at home during this quarantine i have realized that i use it as a coping mechanism so yeah so when i'm stressed i i want to i want to have sex more because it leaves stress (laughs) that's the same way i am i think for me it varies it depends on what the stressor is true like Work, yes. Being away from home, as soon as I get an attitude or they're doing too much, there's too many emails at one time, I just kind of change myself to a way. And if he's off, I just handle my business and I come back. Hopefully none of my car listens to this because they can know why I go away. But um, <laughs> if it's like, you know, something like I'm overwhelmed, okay, yes. But like if it's him and I, then of course no. Yeah. <laughs> he is the first in the, he's not the, I don't think of him all. That's not, I don't even want to masturbate if him and I are fussing. But because you contribute sex to him, right? But if like I'm stressed about work or whatever, then yeah. I'm actually when I was working from home by myself and it was just me, and it was you know anybody working from home, they was just trying to figure it out. <laughs> it was just too fucking much, too much up and down. I like my little toy that I hate so much is getting used a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so stressed. Well, so I've been on like I said, three weeks right. with no toy, and so I've been having to, like, find other ways to relieve stress, so I've been doing yoga with the kids, I've been meditating, like, so I've been, I, I said from the beginning, the quarantine was meant to, to teach us all something, and like yeah, I said, I've been, I, I I've really been learning a lot about myself, and so for me, like I said, I was using sex as a coping mechanism, you know, to, to relieve stress, and so now that, you know, I got this challenge going on, <laughs> I kind of have I have to find other ways to, to relieve my stress when, you know, when I'm stressed. So. <laughs> she said, no, thank you. <laughs> when she told me that shit, I was she like. She said, are you stupid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really like him, huh? <laughs> I was like, you're a good one. Honey, child, single I, was, I get in a pissy mood when it's been a while since I've gotten dick. You're um, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> you're a 
If I ain't had none, I am cranky as fuck. Like, I don't want to be bothered. It's like I'm hungry or something. Like, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> yes, it's, it's about the party. same. Like, when I'm angry yeah. and hungry, hangry and hungry, exactly. I cannot. You don't want to mess with me during those two weeks. <laughs> you just not masturbating, child? More power yeah. so I can still masturbate. I just can't use my toys. So, like, it's just not the same. No. It's nice. But I think, like, if you've been using the toy already, then you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go without toys. It's just like, no. And you ain't had no actual hint. No. Yes. Yeah, no. Nope. No. Nope. 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 Like, you got it. May 6th, May 7th, something like that. Yeah. When this is over, I probably will go get you a, a chosen from Amazon. Oh, I would really appreciate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need it. It was gonna be forever. <laughs> no, anyway, I that. So, <laughs> a lot, so what are some things that you have talked to people about through Blacks? Like, I know a lot of the things you probably can't talk about for, you know, confidentiality reasons, but what are some of the topics that people, the general topics you're hearing about the most? Right now, the general topic is mixed, mit, uh, I'm like tongue-tied right now, <laughs> mismatched libidos. Like their partner's sex drive has gone low, but their sex drive is high. So they're trying to figure out how to make it work. Because some people, like we discussed a few seconds ago, like when they're stressed, they tend to kind of turn to sex because it helps them. Yeah. It helps their yeah. mind, their mental health. And other people's, when their mental health is not great, they just, sex is the last thing on their mind. So that's probably been the number one topic that I've been hearing about lately. And it's kind of tough to even offer advice about that because, yeah. you know, you consent is key. I mean, you can't, you know, just force someone <laughs> to have sex with you. But at the right. same time, there kind of, there are steps maybe you can take to help it. Like, yeah. it's kind of like what I said before with masturbation. You don't have to have a means to an end attitude about it. You guys can just be in the presence of each other naked and see where it goes. Give each other a nice back rub, a massage while you're naked, yeah. or cuddle naked, or I don't know, have a sexy dinner date at some point, like cook a meal for your partner in your lingerie and kind of see where it goes from there. Okay. Um, I think this is so funny. So what I was, I was looking at your link tree, so I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, girl, yeah, well, okay, okay. <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of your articles just I was I was looking at it with my boyfriend and I'm like look I'm so intrigued right so I'm showing him like she has spoken about porn in a relationship and so it, I was yeah, like yeah because I do that with him <laughs> so when we it's funny to us yes because I mean it doesn't really do anything for the mood I mean it doesn't naturally but it does in a sense and I just, I wanted you to kind of give the listeners a little bit more insight on that. Watching porn with your partner. Um, watching porn with your partner, it could be a good way to increase the mood. Because some people, I feel like in relationships, they're almost a little bit offended if their partner watches porn, even mm -hmm. in the presence of them, because they're thinking, okay, you're kind of lusting over other people when I'm right here, I'm all you need. However, we still are human beings at the end of the day. We still do find attraction to other people and our libido increases through other mechanisms outside of our partner. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's anything against you. It's just that, you know, I mean, if someone <laughs> likes to watch porn, that's just, it is what it is. And yeah. you can even incorporate it into your relationship. You can 
while you're doing the whole mutual masturbation thing, both of you can be watching porn while you do it. So that was, um, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. I forgot the question that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, is, what, are some things yeah. could, what are some things that you could advise couples on how to do that? Or if they're like, kind of like, I don't want to, like with the idea from us, him and I, if you ever seen the show Working Moms on Netflix. I've heard of it. Her, her, so her and her husband, I think, did it. And trying to spice it up, just had a baby or whatever. But he was just so caught on guard because she was into anime. <laughs> so he was just he was like, what the hell? Like, was she, when it was time for her to choose her video, he was just staring at her like, okay. This is what you're into. And then she was just getting her out. So we should try it. We just would do whatever we can. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts. So what do you think couples, what do you think the benefits are? And if couples want to try it, how should they try it? I say start out with a simple conversation, just out of curiosity, ask your partner what kind of porn they like to watch. So then, you know, once you kind of get into that whole watching porn together thing, then you're not really caught off guard just in case they like anime porn. <laughs> and you'll already, be aware. <laughs> you'll already be aware of what they like and then introduce it saying, oh, okay, I like that type of porn too. What do you say we watch it together at some point while we masturbate in front of each other? and go from there i mean it could even be you guys could even watch porn before anything even happens it doesn't have to just start as soon as you guys start masturbating in front of each other but you could be watching it almost like you watch a regular movie at the theater together and almost critique the porn and you know <laughs> say what right. you like about the porn what you dislike and be like oh i don't like the way she's sucking his dick or you could even ask him like do you like the way she's doing that do you prefer i do something similar to that or you know I like the way he's going down in her and you kind of do the same thing to me so you guys can kind of critique or watch the porn as well and that's another simple way to ease your way into it to where it's not feeling like there's a lot of pressure okay. so my, my final question is just to for those who are living under a rock and they don't know please <laughs> explain to these folks how beneficial masturbation is for their mental health well when you masturbate and orgasm from it there are endorphins that make you feel good it's almost like a rush in your mind that helps relieve pain and any kind of stress so on one end that's how masturbation relates to mental health and makes you feel good and in general once you're pleasuring yourself or once someone's pleasuring you in general it just takes your mind off of anything else that's happening because you're so in the mood so that's how it relates to mental health and helps you feel good even in times where you feel like your mental health is in the drain or you're just depressed and anxious like now right, <laughs> right. Well, this and then on top of that oh. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and then on top of that like even as a black woman, I feel like I'm hyper aware of how my body is perceived in the media or in the public. Because if you think about it, our bodies have not always been looked at as our own. So it's even more empowering to masturbate and take control over my body because black bodies, if you go back to slavery and then flash forward to the Jim Crow laws and how we've been looked at as three fifths of an actual human being, there are yeah. a lot of messages and stereotypes out there, specifically about Black women as well, like the 
mammy stereotype, the, you know, yep. asexual figure who's the mother and caring. And then there's also the Jezebel stereotype, the vivacious, seductive, you know, black yep. woman who's just, you know, all over the place and sexual. So when you see these images and you're aware of how you're perceived in the media or in the public or in, you know, racist contexts, it's all that much more empowering to have ownership over my body and receive yep. pleasure and not, you know, give in to those stereotypes and just know I am who I am. I'm pleasuring myself. This is my body. I'm not ashamed of it. I think that is so, so awesome. ladies, basically what she's saying is touch yourself and get to know yourself because it's your body. Especially now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're at home. <laughs> you have nothing but time to get to know yourself, okay? In all facets. <laughs> so before we pretty much close out today, first No, I don't want to close out. I wanna like <laughs> I want this to you last like, you out. I've been having fun with y'all. Seriously. I'm really <laughs> like after the pandemic is over, we need to meet up and I don't yes! know. Yes! Yes! Or something. You know, if I gotta come to, come there with a mask. I can look, do that. I'm still waiting on my ass in an order 20 days ago, but and we're, oh we're always looking for a getaway. So look, just let us know. Yes, come we up to Philadelphia anytime. Shoot. For sure. The city of brotherly love, okay? We are all the like, and, and the kink community is pretty big up here. So, you know, so, kind of kinky party. So going back to school, I've been getting into that. I have been trying to figure out like where is it at? Because I don't think we got nothing here. I just don't. So there are like a few in Richmond, but like they're secretive. Yeah. So I really we would love to talk to you again to pick your brain. Because <laughs> me for sure. Because like I'm getting into the sex educator stuff. Like I mean I knew about it. When I when I was in school, that wasn't my concentration. Like I like I said earlier, like my idea was to go into clinical and um addiction. So Oh, okay. It was I mean sex and that can kind of correlate but i was just not thinking about it and now that i'm learning it and like you were saying us as black women we are not kind of disenfranchised when it like, comes to sex it's like like yesterday i was looking at stuff trying i'm like well, i need to find this number <laughs> how why can i not see anything about african-american women and how much like to masturbate but i can see about somebody in taiwan like i just <laughs> like i don't understand so i think it's awesome what you're doing and i definitely thank you like you're welcome like we definitely want to do this again yes this is oh yes please any let me know for real like i honestly <laughs> i honestly consider y'all my friends even though we've literally just met what right. technically an hour ago through zoom but yeah anytime for real yeah i love that that's the, what we want like we we were a little nervous but yeah, i was like, really nervous like I'm oh my like, god like, i'm like no she's cool like you just have so much to offer and I think, you know, you're gonna make me cry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we really, we really think that it's great when there are other black people doing things to educate the black community. Mm -hmm. And if we can, you know, just, just starting out, give our listeners, you know, even this information, then, you know, we've done ourselves some service and we've done our community some service. So yeah. we, we truly thank you for what you're doing and for, you know, coming on and, and spending this hour with us. Cause yeah. So you wanna you wanna drop your Instagram and, and your plugs for the people? Oh yes, Instagram is Tati underscore K underscore King. So T A T Y underscore K underscore K I N G on Instagram, and it's the same on Twitter as well.
All right, and so we'll post that in our bio so that our people can find you. And do you have anything upcoming? It's probably going to be virtual, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the people can attend. The or can any articles read. coming out. Or... You are a busy girl. I was looking like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, soon, at some point this month, I'll be teaching a webinar through this platform called Taboo. It's um, an online platform that advocates for sexual and mental health. So I think it'll be via Zoom, but it's um, in connection to that company called Taboo. And I'll be teaching about pleasure and masturbation as well. So I'll, um, I'll send you guys the information about that as soon as I yeah. find out. But it'll be at some point this month. And I, I mean, I'd love it if you guys could listen to me while I do it. I don't know when it'll be, but I know it'll be this month. I just don't know what particular date, but that'll be soon. Okay. Oh, well, we're definitely going to be in attendance, so shoot that our way. Right. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you have any final thoughts, what are, if you could give a tip to go with masturbation and mental health, what would it be? Hmm. Like explore. Like, yeah, it would be just to explore as much as you can. Don't get too caught up in what you feel like you're supposed to do. Just do what feels natural to you in that moment. Okay. All right, well, that has been another episode of Confessions of Millennial Milfs. Again, we thank you, Tatiana, and we will be back next week. I know, that's right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>